Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye. And I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. Tonight we're going to talk about putting the pieces of the puzzle together. Excellent, yeah. And it's very easy to recognize pieces of the puzzle because their edges make them apparent. In mm -hmm. other words, if you don't understand something, that'll make you edgy. So if mm -hmm. you don't understand it or why it's happening, then that's major flag, major clue that that's a piece of the puzzle. If something is making you absolutely angry, that means that it's a piece of the puzzle and that it's going to be obscured. The finding out where this piece fits is behind the veil of anger. If something absolutely terrifies you, then it's virtually impossible to recognize it as a puzzle piece and then where the puzzle piece fits so because the terror uh, acts like an anesthetic. It just knocks you right out of your consciousness. Mm -hmm. And we've said forever the difference between uh, uh, fear and information is the level of your awareness, level of your consciousness. Which ties into the idea of a puzzle. The only way to see what the larger puzzle is is to go way up above it. You can't mm -hmm. really see what the puzzle is if you're only focusing on three or four pieces of it. Mm -hmm. So that's what's so beautiful. Once you identify it as a piece of the puzzle, that means you are above it. You are outside of the scope of being within that piece. Mm -hmm. So that in and of itself is a great healing. But then after a while when you start identifying these pieces, it starts letting you know who you really are. And so it's really a matter of discovering yourself. Yeah. And they just fit together in the mm -hmm. completed picture. That's true. But getting there takes a lifetime apparently. And I would say, you know, elder wisdom, the older you get, uh, the more easily one recognizes the puzzle piece and how to fit it. In other words, how to keep it from being a puzzle. Once it's part of the puzzle, it's no longer the puzzle. You know, that, that's a really, really significant piece to this. Yeah. Because we do get wiser. <clears throat> and I remember being out in um, the, the nine to five world, people would... Um, opt to hire the young person for less money because they knew how to do, let's say, 85% of the job. They knew it. Why pay this other person more? But that 15% or that 20% is so important. It's so important to have that wisdom that goes behind that experience. Yeah. And when you do get the puzzle piece to fit, and it does vanish, it's, uh, this happens all the time. Uh, in other words, so that might have at one point in your life really frightened you or really gotten you upset or really whatever. And then, oh, there it is again. You know, as we said uh, so many, however long ago, we said the bird waking you up at dawn, right? Okay, so the, that, that's a puzzle piece, right? The bird's waking me up, it's dawn, okay. So the puzzle piece is that it's the, it's the job of the bird to chirp because it's dawn, apparently, he wants everyone to know. Yet it is your job to be asleep. So you're mad at the bird for doing his job, and you're mad at yourself for not doing yours. Okay, then when that actually sinks in on the emotional level, the sound of the bird chirping literally disappears. Literally, it vanishes. You don't hear it anymore, because it's no longer a piece of the puzzle. It's part of the puzzle solved. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah, interesting, all the way around. Well, it's also what we resist is, is what we 
focus our attention on, and I used to explain it like a uh, picture being in a dark room and you have a miner's hat on and you're looking at something that you don't wish to be animated, so we struggle with it by resisting it, but we're still illuminating it by our struggle. And so you, how you get it to go fade into the darkness is to look at something else that mm -hmm. you wish to illuminate. But, but one other thing be, before we go further, because so much of putting the puzzle together, like we've been saying, has so much to do with, with us um, walking a journey. Our spiritual unfoldment is not something that happens in a weekend workshop or in a few groups that you've been around or whatever. It really is going down and looking within yourself. It's going in that J-hook, going down into the subconscious and, and up higher. And that's how we truly ascend. We have to let the, the uh, sandbags out of the balloon. Because if you look at our spiritual ascension as being a hot air balloon rising, just like in the old hot air balloons where they had sandbags and they would throw sandbags over the side in order to get the uh, balloon to rise, we have to do that with ourselves. Our old experiences that are holding us back, our emotional pain, everything that we've experienced contributes to this path. And we are here to finally understand the one person whose eyes we cannot look into, and that is ourselves. Mm -hmm. So everything we do is really about that. And talking about putting the pieces of the puzzle together, I feel like we're playing that game where you stick a card to your forehead and you're supposed to go around and, and ask people poker. questions to yeah. see if it's, is it higher than a king or is it lower than a king, mm -hmm. until finally we realize what we have on our forehead. And so that is our, our path. Mm -hmm. And we help each other along the way and, and all that. But I, I think that we have to honor that path, yeah. our apprenticeship in life, because there's so much well, to be gained there that's, that's not tangible. You know, as we evolve, it becomes a five head rather than a four head. <laughs> and mine's definitely been growing. I, I've had it sitting in a petri jar at night. Yeah. Ooh, Just, yuck. Yeah. Gives you something to do. So understanding ourselves, as long as we think of ourselves as complex, we cannot possibly understand ourselves because the word complex means you don't understand. If we think of ourselves as simple, if we think of ourselves as easy to understand, then we are. We keep telling the universe what to do. And we have for millennia told the universe that we're just so complicated. When in reality, it's very simple. Everything, actually, everything is made of love. Everybody thinks of love as dessert, you know, something very sweet. Um, you know, and that, that keeps you from recognizing everything is love, because love can be extremely bitter. Love can be salty. Love can be crunchy. Love can be uh, any adjective you want to use to describe food describes a form of love. They're all love, but we seem to reserve love to this dessert sweetness that's diabetic in its nature that, you know, pardon that, all the references, but this idea of understanding. So when At we least are our down, belief about it is yeah, such. So when we are down in the puzzle, then we are behind the veil. That's the way that works. Now, the veil is very easy to understand, really. Explain it. Okay, fine. The veil is made of thoughts. <laughs> yes, the veil is made of thoughts. <laughs> Your thoughts double because, oh my God, you mean what I, what I think I'm seeing is what I think I'm seeing? That's right. So what I think I'm seeing is not what's actually there? Not necessarily. 
have we seen this happen? Oh, this is going to run oh, it's horrible. Oh, that was nothing. Has that ever happened to anybody? Because what we are seeing is not what's there. What we are seeing is our thoughts about what is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like, the, like the lemon exercise, yeah, yeah. visualizing the lemon. I, uh, it's, it's actually from um, the Silva Mind Control Method mm-hmm. from many years ago in the 80s when I read it. And I, I remember sharing that with my children. It's the visualizing a lemon, cutting it in half, smelling it, squeezing the juice into your mouth. As you visualize doing that, your mouth waters as if you have a lemon here and that sour feel. Yes. And so uh, what that shows, and it's to me, it proved to me that our body is reacting to the thought of a lemon, not the actual lemon. So it's so true. It's so mm-hmm. true. Yeah. So much of what goes on with us is our reaction to what we perceive reality to be and yeah. not even really some objective reality sitting there. Yeah, so as soon as mankind gets to the point of putting the word thought in front of the word veil, well, the veil here is very thick. Oh, you mean the thoughts are very heavy. Isn't that what I said? No, you said the veil is thick. The thought veil is very thick. Oh, yes, well, I see what you're talking about now. Yeah, and, and the more fearful we are, the thicker it becomes, to the point of not being able to see a thing at all. Yeah, and, and all you would have to do is just blank your mind. <laughs> oh, that's easy. Come on, yes, it is. It's actually <laughs> easy. Uh, uh, you sit down in front of the uh, scholastic aptitude <laughs> test and your mind goes blank. You can hear wind whistling through your ears because you have just totally panicked and forgotten even your name. Yeah. Yes, you remember high school? Vaguely. It happened between the middle school and college. Yeah, that, right, okay. And they're going to test you to see how dumb they are. No, they're going to test you to see how, how good you are at not panicking. That is basically the deal. By the way, the tape is done recording. <laughs> well, I think that um, when we're talking about putting the pieces of our, our life to the puzzle, I've always felt that we um, only, there are two aspects of us, and one is the part of me that, has re- that remembers everything and the part of me that has forgotten. And the part of me that has forgotten was created by the part of me that remembers all things. And that part of me communicates with me and reveals to me in an as-needed basis or whatever that expression is, um, need to know, is that the expression that people use? Um, as, as we walk through our life, what is good for us to know right now? What is, what is beneficial for us to know? So this, this whole idea of, of the forgetfulness, and I was saying that for a reason, oh, the clues. And so we leave clues, we plan clues that we're, that we're going to reveal oh, to well, ourselves well, yeah. when we come down here. And sometimes the clues are in our astrology sign or our Mayan sign or the lines on our hand, or our face reading, or a numerology, all these different things give one more piece to the puzzle. And none of them are intended as the full picture. They're just a piece of this larger picture Mm -hmm. that we leave clues. Another way we leave clues as to who we really are and what we chose to accomplish or to experience while we're down here is what is easy for us to do. What is difficult for us to do, to me, is a, a, a detour sign, is all it is. If I hit a brick wall, that just means that I am to go either to the right or the left. 
And yes, we do have free will and we make our own choices, but I do think there are certain experiences we come down here to have. And so those types of um, times, we do override what we may be consciously thinking that, that we're choosing. And those are the times that what we call failure, quote unquote, are really just map changes or redirections. And so if you look at it like that and look at it as a clue, that's when um, you really start making some big shifts in your life. Yeah. And I really feel that everything that holds us back is either an, an unconscious belief that we can shift and change, mm -hmm. or it's because we're, it, that's the next step on our path. And well, after a while, you'll be able to tell. Yeah, shifting belief is as easy as uh, shifting your attention. Shifting dimension is as easy as shifting your attention. Shifting reality is as easy as shifting your attention. Drumbelow's quote, simply forever on this show, thought creates and where you place your attention grows. So uh, we have been systematically brainwashed, progressively brainwashed washed now for generations, about the idea of fear shutting down our, um, literally they have some chemical they've found in the brain that if you're fearful or angry, it lowers your IQ significantly. I don't know how they got, I'm so angry, you want me to take an IQ test? Well, no, what do you think of that, <laughs> you're right? How do they come up with this stuff? Well, just, I, think, uh, I think you can, you can uh, probably evaluate it just by when people get angry and they go get in a car and floor it uh, and dash around and almost run people over. I mean, we do get very uh, unsmart when well, we're that's, angry. That's definitely delineating a piece of the puzzle that you're caught in. This is our whole point. So then the, um, the, that puzzle piece where you're angry Whenever it is you're angry, you've identified some part of yourself that you don't like. In other words, if you don't like so-and-so, oh, they're wearing white and it's after yeah, September. After Labor Day. After Labor Day, well, uh, so you're telling me what a horrible selection of clothing you had when you were a child. You're telling me that you don't feel that you have the right to be part of the group. You're t you know, this is this whole, uh, any insult uh, reveals a litany of information about the insulter and very little about, in fact, nothing about the insultee, nothing at all. Just to, so I've for years begged people to please walk up and insult me because all you're going to do is tell me very intimate things about yourself. And if you had any clue how intimate your insult is, you would never open your mouth. Well, I think because you wouldn't want me to have that information. Well, I think that's very useful, uh, even for ourselves. One exercise that I've done for a long time is if I start hearing myself saying, you did this, you did that, yeah. in my mind, I substitute, I did that, mm -hmm. I did that. And if I'm saying, I did that, I substitute you, like for mm -hmm. another person. Yeah. And it gives me clues, like if someone's telling you, you made me wait, you did this, then you can see that they're saying, I made me wait. Mm -hmm. Because something within that person would not allow them to get up and leave when they had waited long enough yeah. for their own purposes. That's as easily put as recognizing self as others. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, mm -hmm. uh, that enters the brain at a very low, very deep level. Okay. Yeah, recognizing self as others. Well, I, I think it's just a matter of when it, whatever side of any kind of an argument you are in, on, 
that's when you sides. allow well that's what that's the purpose yeah yeah so you allow yourself to be on on both sides and what tends to happen is people will um, either take the other person's side and blame themselves or they take their side and blame the other person yeah. but essentially if you're only on one side of any type of a debate then there's going to be blame because blame mm. is the counterbalance to this one-sided thinking so if you can banish the idea that you can only be in one on one side of the equation blame really has no more place and I think yeah. that's actually more profound than than we realize it let that sink in mm -hmm. because uh, if somebody is blaming somebody, it's because they're not able to see the other side at that yeah. moment. And really, it's all about consciousness mm -hmm. and opening your eyes wider and wider to include more and more ideas. And if somebody else has an idea that you think is really contrary to what you feel, it's still a good idea to uh, at least consider it. Yeah, a huge puzzle piece. Um, said I before you, except after C, so piece is P-I-E-C-E. Think of, of, if you think of a piece of pie, e you can say pie, C-E, P-I-E. P-I-E. That's how I always remember Oh, that. good. Okay, well, that's a good mnemonic. So a huge piece of the puzzle is evil, is wrong, is hurt. And these are all the same thing, actually. And that piece of the puzzle, as we've explained, uh, good and evil are the same thing because they're both teachers. Good and evil are the same thing, like yin and yang. You cannot have one without the other. But to recognize and fit in that piece called evil, which is a huge puzzle piece to fit in because there's a trillion permutations of it in the society, in the language, in the thinking, in the, and this constant judgment. So it is more difficult but not impossible to make nature wrong, to make nature evil, okay? Well, we're good at we're good at this. Yeah. Well, it's not evil. It's evil. Evil. Yes. Uh, and that is well, of course, to be judgmental of it. In fact, judgment is the only slavery there is. And the less judgmental you are, the less enslaved you are, and inversely. So to get that huge piece, and in fact, if you could get that one piece in, absolutely every other piece would solve itself, because we've been for. Uh, well, the latest epic of civilization is, let's say, 12, 13,000 years of civilization have been going on. And it's all been based on good versus evil, an interesting but rather tiresome um, paradigm to exist in. Uh, then if they're the same thing, and, and we've said so many times on the show about uh, substituting the bipolar normal thinking for actually thinking in trinities, where when you come up with these diametrically opposed concepts, there's another concept that allows you to uh, see them as the same thing. But once, um, now in order to solve the evil puzzle piece, the evil one, the really, really big evil one, okay, then you do have to recognize everything is love. Oh God, no, not that. Yes, sorry. You have to recognize everything is love. I won't. I won't do it. You're right. You won't. All right. Uh, change the channel immediately. I'll wait. Not going to do it, are you? Go on. I dare you. Go on. You want to see what I'm going to say? Admit it. I don't care. All right. So to get evil to vanish is to recognize whatever it is. The ancient Greeks had this, and I don't know where we lost it between the ancient Greeks and now, but nemesis originally meant your best friend. 
But nemesis means that, that niggly little thing that works against you. Nemesis, right? Yeah. Now, nemesis is the part of love that teaches you through darkness. Well, maybe not even darkness, but just by um, Very the, the, op the opposing point of view. Yeah, yeah. Because even if we stay with our point of view, just someone challenging it, like a, a really good way to make a decision, like let's say it's to move away or to stay, you say, pick one. Okay, I'm going to stay. Now, act as if you're really going to do that. Go through the steps that you're going to stay. You're going to rule out the other one. And if your body really rebels against that, then you know your answer is the other one. Oh, so, the I know we have a call. Speaking of the other one, yes. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, Neville. Hi. Well, my name is Bob. Hey, Bob. What you doing? Well, I, I know I promised you and Marianna a dinner, and I will own up to that. Very good. Very good. Thank you so much for having me on. You saved my life in 1999. Oh, those were the days. Oh, yes, they were. Life was you, cheaper. You guys saved my life. You, you helped me over fear, worry, doubt, and guilt. Yay. Yes. Yay. Thank you. Thank Somebody's you. been listening. Oh, my God. Oh, and yeah. all this oh, time. Yeah. Oh, my years. God. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Almost over 10 years now. And, wow. And also, I want to thank you for your last comments when I called in about the coworker problems. We were talking about stress at work. We were talking about all those things at work. And thank you for that because it really helped. Anytime. I've, I've learned to yeah. get over her problems at work. <laughs> They're not my problems. Good for you. Well, well done. Yeah, that's exactly oh, yeah. so. That and was I a big to puzzle piece. You and my, my friend wanted to compliment you on your new hairstyles. They're well, great. You. Your hair looks great tonight. Yes, I. I stood on my head and sang the Barber of Seville backwards. <laughs> and then when I stood up, this you is what I look looked like, like. You do look like a movie or stage star tonight, Neville. You really do. Well, yeah, thank somebody you very else much. said that recently, that you look like somebody that... Oh, my gosh. He looks like... Harrison oh. Ford? <laughs> he looks know, like what? Ten years. That hair Harrison ten Ford. Years life. Yeah. Yes. I'm actually Harrison Chevy. <laughs> All right. Uh, where do you stand on, on this computer revolution we're going through? We're going um, through a computer revolution. We all have this stuff going on. We have apps. I mean, I have an app right now that will predict where you're at and then give you suggestions about your next steps to make, you know? Wow. Based on the telepathic feelings you get. Now, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm experimenting with the thought. <laughs> uh, is there any way the computers will bridge? Wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the computers are here. You know, they said television was a fad that would go away. Um, Right now, computers are more or less what we would call a pebble in the shoe. It hurts, but it'll go away. Okay, so I'm, I'm in a personal campaign to not be quite so on the computer quite so readily as it is because um, uh, it's, it takes away a certain, you know, the, the people that are really in the computers, what they really would love to do is go out and be in nature where they can't even get a signal on their cell phone. And they go do that. And then they don't know what to do. Well, what do you want to do? I don't know. Yeah, like that. Because the part of this is being taken over by this. I'm agreeing with that. <clears throat> well, like speaking the, as a mm -hmm. geek myself yes. who is pretty constantly speak. doing tech stuff, have been for many decades now. Yeah. Um, I, I, as you asked that question, I was thinking that really the computer world is a map in direct proportion to how much we understand our own brain, our own thinking. And it's really 
a parallel to our search for to understand ourselves mm -hmm. to take our brain because computers work very much like our brain logically that's why it's very good to have knowledge of psychology when you're doing computer programming and architecture because it really works like the human mind and it wouldn't be useful yeah and, and it would not be useful to us if if it didn't because that's what we have to do so I was just pondering as you two were talking that once we become more and more evolved as spiritual as well as thinking beings it makes me wonder what our computers would evolve into where's the convergence where does it all meet when, when do I get the app that, that gives me some good ideas about what to do well we're always on the cutting <laughs> we're always the one that's uh, ahead of the game so we can only do apps to be right under the edge of our consciousness if we don't evolve anymore uh, with our understanding of self, the computer evolution will have to stop. No, that's, it just has to. No, that makes that's very good. Well, will it? I mean, how far can sense. it go? It, it, it keeps going and it keeps expanding. Well, there have been a lot of movies that have addressed the idea from Hal. You remember Hal, who, for the good of the mission, decided to kill all the people on board. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the yeah. first one I saw. I've yeah, met Hal. Right. We're, we're dating ourselves. We're dating ourselves now. Yes, and I insist on dinner and a movie, but still. That's what I was going to say. It's yeah. better to date yourself. <laughs> At least you know you can have an intelligent conversation and you'll go well, to where you want to go. date myself than somebody I don't know. <laughs> yes, but since we rarely... Well, that's the, sort of the point of the puzzle piece show is, is about knowing this. And that is a big piece of the contemporary puzzle. Exactly how far is this going to go? I've been thinking of, and it'll probably happen immediately from saying this, uh, but there's the eye cube they haven't come up with. Uh, there was eye tonsils, eye ears they haven't come up with yet. A number of things. No, that ear pod. You are the joker. Ear pod. Ear pod and <laughs> gives me something to do. And I, I really want to thank both of you for mm -hmm. everything you've given me over the years. I'm, You're welcome. I, I, would be, I, I wouldn't be around. Oh, well, thank well, you, Bob. Thank you so, so much for much. calling. Yeah. Hey, call in again. Don't wait another decade. Call. Yeah. Call in again. We'd love Although to Although we'll from probably you. still be sitting in these chairs. I, I don't know. They might they upgrade new the chairs. chairs. For us. They like we did so the blue much. ones for about 10 years. Yeah. So. And then they brought the. Then we'll uh, get new chairs in about Yeah, the six Matrix years from chairs now. or the contemporary version yeah. of the Matrix chair. Yeah. Well, thank you, Bob. Yeah. It's lovely to have you call. Yeah. We appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. We love Quite to hear from people. Um, yeah. And I, I think that the pieces of the puzzle, like what you were saying, uh, I, I really feel that everything that holds us back in life is our fear, guilt, doubt, and worry, and that when we can see what it is, just mm -hmm. seeing it gets you light years ahead. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm going to add on my business card that the title of my personal business is um, Mary Phelan's Holistic Detective Agency. Uh, at, yes, as in Douglas Adams, because I always thought that would be a good title because that's what I do. I really feel yeah, well like I'm Nancy Drew or something, helping mm -hmm. to solve where these beliefs and these thoughts are in people's lives that are keeping them from being fully at one with themselves. Because mm -hmm. these beliefs, these traumas and pains are like a boulder that drops into a stream and the water flows on either side and that's the moment that we are no longer at one with ourselves. And those two points within us fight constantly mm -hmm. and one has to to be the critic and always be the observer and is never fully present in experiencing life and the other is experiencing it but it has to constantly feel guilty because the observer is pointing out where the flaws are in order to protect it from having that come from the outside world 
So at any rate, I feel it's not a matter of taking us somewhere and having us discover new things as much as it is helping us to remove the things that are keeping us from being the full, already finished product. Yeah. I, I think I did write it and did publish it in um, metaphysical short stories, identifying your personal friends as parts of you. In well, other yeah, words, he's my, my, I don't know if I wrote it or not. I don't know, I Neville. I didn't, I I didn't, uh, oh, here's, I didn't uh, read that, so I don't know. Uh, here's the Zod, is the name for it. It's uh, one of the Sekim symbols. It represents um, connection to other dimensions. It really, truly does. Uh, this is part of the graffiti series, the ones uh, on, uh, that appear to be painted on brick. And uh, the infinity sign in the middle of the letter Z, which is what you're perceiving, okay, so remember when we were taught the alphabet to begin with, you were taught to cross the Z, or maybe I am that old, but uh, eventually um, you just stop crossing the Z as you increase the speed of your handwriting. Um, Only people from Europe did that, yeah, that still. I remember. Now the crossed seven and the crossed Z were originally an infinity sign, if you go back far enough in time. And that uh, infinity sign uh, totally amplifies the effect, since the Z would be the last letter, and therefore the beginning, since there is no beginning and end. Mm -hmm. That makes so if sense. If you say it's the end, every end is the beginning. So, uh, and then that would stretch into infinity. And that subtlety of our language is lost, but this is a particular symbol that's used to initiate a particular level, in, well, part of the symbol, mm -hmm. that is. That's not the whole symbol, but it's in... Um, and it has an effect in the room. Um, even uh, Rick set it upside down to see if I would notice, which I thought was amusing, because I could not see that as upside down, even though it's perfectly symmetric. Well, but, there's writing on the bottom, your signature. Yeah, that too. And there's a bigger border on the bottom, and they always insist you do that. First thing well, it's they very teach lovely. you in art school it's is to very make lovely. the thing and look grounded. And here's your other one that you brought this evening. Now, this is not an apple, first of all, although it looks like an apple on TV. Uh, that's a cherry. So this is the meaning of life, which is, of course, you can do this, say it. Life is a bowling of cherry. A bowl of cherries. Bowling of cherry. Okay. Bowling was a character in some novel I forgot to read. Very good. Anyhow, that's one of the acrylic series. Uh, and there's like 50 more in my head, and I keep drawing them and putting them someplace. That's but, why you, uh, is that why you keep leaning over like that? There's so many paintings in your head. I sketches. I know, I know. I think, uh, sketches I think we would be happy point. if we could just spend a couple centuries just getting all these things out. And yeah, it could be. Listing them. But, uh, but really, it, it, it is. We are a detective in our own life, and mm -hmm. it's a matter of solving those. So another way that you can see the clues and the puzzle pieces in your life about some of the things you came here to experience is by mapping out the changes in your life. One of the things that I teach in the dream class mm -hmm. is mapping out the change points in the dream. You can tell the flow and the direction of the dream to a great extent. Mm -hmm. Well, you can do this in your life. So for instance, if you get a piece of paper and write down every year of your life. First of all, this is a good exercise because it helps you to remember when things happen in your life. But next to each year, 
jot down some of the major events, like the moves, the new jobs, the children being born, the relationships that come and go, things like that. No, it was just Write past potty down. training. Uh, what? It was just past potty training and doing that in my own mind. Oh, you got hung up on potty training? Okay, that gives no. me a clue, Neville. Now no. I understand a lot. didn't say hung okay. up, said past. Okay, <laughs> well, um, what was I saying? Okay, not About potty training. About mapping your well, life by year. List all these down where you have all these major events. And one of the things that, that um, that people have observed over time and in the mystery schools all the way back till then is that every seven years there's a major pattern change. So you move, you do this and that. And so I did that with my life and it was very clearly every seven years. So if your age right now is, is um, divisible by seven, then you're probably close six months before and after to big changes. So you can utilize that, climb on the back of that, and, and drive that to make big changes in your life. And mm -hmm. some people it might be nine years, and some people it might be whatever. So by doing this, you'll be able to see the, the, the pattern in your life, how many years, and that will help you as being a conscious creator in your life. But also, if you look at when there were a complete 180 change, direction changes or right angle changes abruptly, that if you look at that, you can see, like let's say you were going to go to college and then all of a sudden somebody offered you a job in the art world and you went like that. You can see those type of changes where there wasn't a methodical thinking and, and planning and choosing on a conscious level prior to that, that these are things that give you clues about the map you had designed for yourself down here. And when you map that out, you can gain so much awareness. Yeah. You had um, talked about doing um, DNA. Yeah. Uh, yes, I did bring I the like DNA tuning fork. Uh, just one so quick one before Douglas Adams, whose initials happen to be DNA, <laughs> who is light years ahead of everyone, also coined the phrase blame thrower, which fits yeah. very much into our puzzle piece theme. But I'm very uh, happy about the idea of uh, yeah, I, I was, uh, I really doing the, the DNA. Yeah. Okay, so DNA. Is, uh, is constantly replicating and changing. Mm -hmm. And events, both intellectual um, and, and emotional, and as a matter of fact, spiritual and physical as well, mm -hmm. are all having an input on how that DNA replicates. That's how evolution happens. So this tone that I'm going to play is the Hertz frequency em emitting off of uh, healthy, pure DNA and its replication. Mm -hmm. So by listening to this and letting this vibration through your yeah. body, all the DNA that replicates while you're listening to this will replicate in its uh, more pristine uh, form. Mm -hmm. And so that this is rewriting maybe even mm -hmm. DNA damage that had been done through environmental things. Yeah. So I invite you to listen and, and just be in a state of reception. Is that okay to do it now, or did you? Uh, just one more. The, the um, DNA is also light. We're light. Everything is light, light that's slowed down. So when this tone sounds, it's possible to speed the DNA up to light. And then when the tone stops, it pops back to 3D. And so while it does <coughs> that, you can make the changes in it. Just wanted to add that before okay, you Okay, yeah, that. that's like a, a whole interesting exercise to do, too. In and of itself. And then, yeah, that, yeah. that might be a whole thing that we do one, one time and maybe explain that a little more mm -hmm. about how we can consciously drive this. And for now, um, I would also recommend just allowing this vibration to go through you mm -hmm. 
without too much direction so that Reproduction of a normal DNA has become very stimulating in these times because of a change in the diet and so forth. But it's yeah, just a belief, and you can change that with the change of the belief. Well, that's why um, this vibration reminds you of, mm -hmm. of your, your natural state. Yeah. And, um, and I think that our DNA is changing and growing and modifying, which it does all the time. As a matter of fact, the majority of our DNA is actually made of virus old virus, and the reason that we bonded with an old, ancient times, our DNA did this, bonded with viruses is because viruses change and adapt like anything. There's nothing else out there that adapt and change like viruses do. Mm. So our DNA utilized that, and so part of our DNA is actually viral. Makes the viral very angelic. Mm -hmm. Makes DNA very yeah, angelic. All living beings are, are great. Yeah. It's just a matter of uh, having common intentions, and then we can always adapt and work together. Adaptation is regarded as the greatest mm -hmm. attribute. I agree. Very interesting, yeah. The more you can adapt, the easier everything is. That's true. Yeah, and within that, you can, you can direct what it is. It's a very those powerful... Those who change lead those who do not change. Yeah, it's a very powerful state to be in. So mm -hmm. thanks for the physicality of the transportation. But I would just add, not change for change's sake, though. I think sometimes people um, well, that's the use change so that they don't have to, like learning more things so they don't have to go in and actually utilize the things they've already learned. But in general. Well, change for the sake of change has become the uh, uh, great, one of the many great flaws in the money system. Because yeah, if that's, the, that's the if whole basis paying, of it right there. Yeah, if you're paying people, they have to rationalize their existence. Mm -hmm. The only way they can rationalize their existence is to change something, which is why your computer gets old. You know, in other well, words... I, I've told you many stories when I was in computers that I, as an IT person, people would come in and say, you have to get this new computer system, and I would actually recommend against getting that because you have so much downtime while you're switching over, and it wasn't really worth it. And I, and I even had bosses say, well, no, we got to get that and argue with me about that because people are afraid of being left behind. And afraid of change. Again, puzzle pieces, easy to understand once you get to that point. Mm -hmm. Change is our greatest friend and our greatest enemy as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just depends. So if anyone has questions on fitting puzzle pieces, 
If you have a puzzle piece in particular, you would like some assistance. A lot of times dreams are a condensed puzzle piece or a coded puzzle piece, uh, which is why dreams seem so, well, I must find someone to assist me. You know, what does this dream mean? If you'd like to call in with anything that uh, has identified itself as a puzzle piece, we would love to assist you to translate it uh, to find where it fits. And once it fits, it vanishes. It becomes a strength, not something that's held out there. It's something that you can uh, use and identify. And it's, it'll no longer be part of the veil. It'll be part of the essence. And it's a very important thing all the way around. In uh, giving up uh, sugar, sweetness became an essence, not a dietary supplement. So, yeah, so this concept of... Um, uh, transmuting yourself into the more evolved human being. We're, we're very behind this. So please, give us a call, anything you'd like. We're just going to sit here and, and uh, wait. Now, there's no such thing as wait. We'll sit here and chat. But, uh, yeah, right? Okay. That word chat, that's funny. Oh, chatty. Yes. Well... Okay, so pieces of the puzzle definitely come in dreams, and I would put forth the idea that every dream has a piece of the puzzle, which I think is very important to note, that there is nothing expendable, and there is nothing that's going on in your life that does not further the plot of your life. Yeah. There, when uh, Neville and I were taking this writer's group at one time, and we were, or at least I was seeing how certain stories weren't as cohesive, that you didn't get into them quite the same when they had all this extraneous stuff, when they would take you on these wild goose chases with the plot. And so uh, good writers know that they don't put anything in the story that doesn't further the plot. And then it made it very difficult to watch one of those TV mysteries where the camera focuses on this pen and then it flips away because I know, well, that pen has something to do with the murderer and so now I know, I know, um, I know who done it. Well, Likewise, in our life, there's nothing in there that doesn't further the plot. So all those people that you deem as negative or dark and you've got to get them out of your pristine field or whatever, look at that as, hey, if I get out of this bad and good concept and that everything is furthering the plot of me, then this is a valuable gift oh, that has excellent. come to me. Yeah. So what is it? What part are you playing in revealing the story of me? Mm -hmm. And it makes for a lot of being able to not resist. And it also opens up the idea of a lot of self-understanding and self-exploration and questions asked and uh, discovered within self. Oh, yeah, very much. Yeah, I was reading notes from past shows. Intimacy is validation and recognition at once. Mm -hmm. Interesting concept. Yeah, I don't remember very saying true. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very true. Intimacy. Because you really can have intimacy if you're not looking into the other person, too. Then you just mm -hmm. have you shut in your mind and you're utilizing another body yes. uh, in some way, okay? Well, recognizing Either. self as others. Well, I tell you, intimacy really is a creating the third note. And that mm -hmm. um, it's something that people have to really uh, do that within themselves or the two. Mm -hmm yin-yang within themselves. But when you um, can find that externally, it's really quite lovely. Quite. And it's time for the duck. Here come the duck. Here come the duck. Here come the duck. And there's the duck. There's our duck dangler. 
Just having a good time dangling the duck. Ah, good time was had by all. And I got harmony. Oh, two And that's like what, what I was saying. You have to have harmony within mm -hmm. before you can have a harmony with your relationship. So I got purification and healing, which mm -hmm. I agree are synonyms. <laughs> Thank uh, you. <laughs> the duck almost made it, but not quite. There we go. Uh, that, that Jerry was the one that popped in at the end. He, he does Monster Madhouse here on Channel 10. Yes. You guys have all probably seen that. It's a really funny, This is what he looks like without show. makeup. Do we have a shot of uh, <laughs> uh, It of is, um, he, he plays old monster Evidently movies. Not. Oh yeah, like it's a lot Godzilla of fun. and things mm -hmm, like that. Mm -hmm. And then they do this comedy stuff in between. It's, it's yeah. really quite funny. We wrote a few scripts over there. We did uh, the zombie, zombie Mooners. And yeah. Stuff. And, uh, Gulligan's Island, which I don't think ever made it to YouTube, but mm -hmm. at any rate, all of these things going on. So, how are we doing? Okay. So this well, has been the card, idea. Of, okay. Uh, an affirmation card for everybody out there. And affirmations. Uh, there's two types of affirmations. The affirmations for creation, you say once and you say it with meaning, and you never say it again. You let it go. The affirmations mm. to change the way you're thinking. And yes, the waveform generator is a good one for that. The affirmations that you say to overwrite programming are very powerful. And you can say them all the time. You can write them. You, there's a lot of things you can do. And this is the deck that is to give you an affirmation mm -hmm. to, to say. So this is to everybody, and it's the heart chakra. I listen to my heart even when others disagree. And so what you do is, yeah, that's a great thought and a great sentiment, but when you use it a, as a, a tool, you say, I listen to my heart either, even when others disagree, and you say that to yourself as you fall asleep and you chant that, make it a mantra, and then after a while that becomes part of your reality. I messed up. It became a Mandela. Okay. These things happen. All right, Nelson. Hi, hi caller. What's your name, please? Hi, Neville. This is David. David, what can we do for you? Hey, how are you? Better and better. Hey, David. Hey, Mary. Um, I just want to say, Mary uh, Neville, thank you for um, making me a better thinker. Oh, All thanks, right. David. And um, I'd like to have a reading from you, Mary. Okay. About my future job. Okay, right. that sounds and good. I'll hang up and listen on TV. Okay, okay thank David, you. David, good to hear from you. Thanks. Yeah, good to thank hear you, your Neville. voice. Okay, so this is about David's future job. So what this does is it shows a trajectory of, of how things are going now. And what the beauty of getting readings like this is it can help you to change if you mm -hmm. aren't looking for that. Well, this is talking about uh, someone dreaming of something. And one of the things that we do when we have a goal like a, this specific job or this relationship is sometimes we, we almost dream our life away. We dream... Uh, what's here, we deem it as not being as good or whatever. But I feel like what this is telling you is to pin that down, fine tune it. What is it that you really wish to have? And then incorporate that with logic and information and your own knowing. And then it will launch like a, a scalar wave right out of your, your balanced thinking and will bring this perfect um, position to you. And um, what this is saying and, and why I think this is leading you into television is because the beaver is the builder. And, and this is saying that if you've pulled this card that 
um, you, your blueprint maker, is building something right now and to pay attention to the people that you meet now because they are going to be advocates of you later. And since you do a lot of work in television, um, I think that that's really where your path is, is lying. So I think that's good. That says uh, bridges are being made. So thanks, David. Okay. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi. I, I just, uh, it's me. Um, the question, I have two types of dreams. One type is real and one type is fantasy. I have a real dream. This real dream came to me recently, and it said, I, was, I kissed this girl, and I asked, what did that kiss mean to somebody else? And they said it was magic. Oh. What a dream, what are, what are those real dreams? You know, you have a dream that's real. Well, we would like to know if you mean by a real dream something that actually happens in reality. Yes, like something that, I have two types of dreams. One that is like total fantasy. One type of dream is total fantasy. And I can do whatever I want, and anything happens, blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah. The other type of dream is real, and I don't control it, and it just comes true. Okay, so there's the idea of a prophetic dream, which is what we would call your real dream. Yeah. Now, the thing about that is that it is not so much guaranteed to become reality as you might imagine. Uh, it is more the idea of a vote, because the kissee also had to agree to that reality. Devil, devil, the real dreams that I've had have actually come true. I'm not arguing. I'm okay, just... no, I'm not arguing. I'm just saying yeah. I've had dreams. I've had a dream. I've had a dream in the past, and then the dream came true. Mm -hmm. Okay. A prophetic dream. Yeah. Well, I think all, all of our dreams are, are creating our reality for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, but and... there's some that are just total fantasy, right? No. I. I... Uh, well, I experimentation think some, may be more the word. Go ahead. Well, I think our dreams talk to us both symbolically and literally. And so, uh, for instance, someone came to, a, to a, one of the dream classes and they had, had this dream about this business partner that they had. And um, in the dream, the business partner was dragging them by the foot. And so what the literal translation was is this business partner is pulling your leg. So some part of their unconscious mind was attempting mm -hmm. to fill them in that, hey, this isn't mm -hmm. right, right above board. And then when we interpreted the dream um, symbolic, or that was like a, a literal translation, when we did it symbolically, got a lot of information that way. So mm -hmm. our dreams come in a symbolic language to tell us a lot. Now the dreams that come in a very literal sense, like you're going to kiss this girl, this woman, and, and the next day well, you do. It felt so real, it felt so real, it felt so right. Well, I think sometimes those things definitely happen. We, we, um, it happens all the time, but sometimes we become aware of it, and there's a purpose behind that, and each mm -hmm. one would I be know, unique. I know, I know, and it did, it had a purpose. The, the past dreams that I've had like that, that were so real, they did have a purpose. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it's good that you're able to see it. A lot of people aren't. So oh, I, I don't know if that's good or not. Now. Yeah. No, it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that is not so good necessarily. Yeah. No. No, it's a good thing. It's a it good is? thing. Okay. Well, all your dream. Dream. All your dreams are on your side. So well, thanks. Everything thank is you. on your side. No, thank you. Thank you for everything. Sure, sure. But it did feel good, and I, I, I just what a kiss means. What is a kiss? What does the kiss represent? Does it represent anything? A kiss like that? Well, it's an intimacy. It's a connection to another person. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it yeah. is a connection to a person that you can't get through other 
because uh, yes. yeah, I get astrology.com every day on the email, you know, and I'm looking at it going, well, what does that mean? You know, they never give me kiss. I I got I got night, I got moon, I got sir, I got well, mm -hmm. yeah, night. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Well, I think, I think what it meant to you is, is even more perfectly described in the feeling that you felt when that happened. And oh, that's so really intimate. the message. It was so perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's your message, yeah. that, that you deserve that. And you never settle for anything other than that. No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I try not to settle for less than perfect, but then I am very less than perfect. So. Well, Thank it's not a matter of perfection. <laughs> it's just a matter of what's yours, what's for you. Mm -hmm. So yeah. thank you. Beauty. Thanks. Excellent. Okay. And uh, hello, caller. Hello. Say hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. What's your name, please? Hi. Good evening. It's Marilyn. How are you guys? Mar hey, good. 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 How are you? Good to hear from you. Yeah. And what can we do for you? Yeah, good to hear you tonight and enjoying the show. Doing well, trying to stay warm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good night for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's much easier in August. Yeah. Um, I'd love to get a reading from Mary uh, to see kind of what's coming down the path here. Okay. Be most happy to do that for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Seems and like we're time down to three tonight. minutes. Yeah. 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 It's definitely going quick. So, oh, hurry, 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 hurry. Hurry means better to slow down because hurrying delays things. Okay. Well, what this is saying is that you have spent a great deal of time really integrating that um, yin-yang within yourself. And honestly, that's when relationships really show up in your life. Because, and they show up as you're learning that too, but they may be relationships that what we call choppy or rocky or something, because it's really, you call to you the partner that is good for you to, uh, like a part of you that, that's out there for you to love, to bring in, or a part of you to heal. So everything is always perfect. But through that, it, you're gaining a lot of flexibility because in the process of that, you're becoming more and more your own best friend. So now you can be more flexible with the people that come into your life without acquiescing to them or um, fighting them, which honestly, that's, that's really the secret to happiness. And then we get the, the chipmunk. And one thing that that's saying is that there have been a lot of there's been a lot of networking, let's say, that's been out there that I think is going to pay off financially for you and maybe even in career. So it does feel like there's a career change coming up and it's, it's really a step above and might even be a place that you, you want to stay in for quite, quite a while because it'll be so comfortable. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, Marilyn, we love your calls. Please call more often. Yeah, we, uh, we love yeah. everybody to call in for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, hi, caller, what's your name? No, no name. Okay. It's a no-name caller. Mm -hmm. We're about to be at Ruby Tuesdays, which is uh, at Fairfax Snorkel, as far as I can tell. And uh, you're, if you're out and about, you're welcome to join us. I know it's very cold, but come join anyhow. And we would look forward to seeing you and the whole crew. You can meet oh. all of us in person and I if would, you uh, haven't. And I would suggest for people to sign up for the newsletter, because uh, we... Um, update just the things we have going on. I only mm -hmm. send out a newsletter once every couple months. But uh, I'm going to be doing some teleseminars coming up. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are filled with information ab about healing. And mm -hmm. a lot of them are free. And uh, yeah. so and I'll be teaching a face reading, possibly even this weekend. Uh, it's on the web if you'll sign up very rapidly. We may be, yeah, we may be rescheduling. But it was our joy and honor mm -hmm. to take you to the door. Yeah, excellent. And you're going through it. Just go through the door, quit fooling around, 
Just do it. This is the whole point. Okay. You have figured out how to take the puzzle go, pieces oh, of your life and solve them by putting them in place, which is where they belong. And you'll know because you're no longer affected by it. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't upset you anymore. It's a big, oh yeah, so what? Mm -hmm. Oh really? Okay, this is the horse for everybody. It's talking about your dreaming power. Mm.